0: Welcome to a brand new edition of Problematic Women. I'm Lauren Evans. And
1: I'm Virginia Allen. I walked in to Lauren's office yesterday and I was like, what do you want to talk about? And her first response was, My niece, I wanna talk about my uh, niece. I mean, obviously.
0: <laughs> Who doesn't <laughs> wanna talk about babies? She's just so cute. I, I was in Florida for 10 days and I had work for some of it, but for Oh, I don't know. I'd say about half of it I got to spend with my family, with
1: my niece. And
2: so And I will show you guys photos.
1: Okay. Also back with us is Gloria Taylor today. Gloria, thanks for being here.
2: Back in the podcast studio. We love it. (laughs) All right. Let's see these photos. my
1: gosh. Oh, she's a little nugget.
2: The little hair. Yeah.
1: And like cute little belly. The little baby bellies are just too, too cute. Okay, this one she has her she has you guys can't see, but her tongue is sticking out and it's
2: just this classic. (laughs) Happy little nugget. (laughs) Kids Yeah, man. They're adorable. (laughs) Does she have like attitude or is she more like Oh she's just just, like she's such like like a chill baby. Like she just And that blue eyes, oh my
0: god. That one she so
2: we we went to the Gator
0: game, it was a nooner. So it was at noon. And so we had mimosas. So she carried her on the champagne glass with the only orange juice. That's adorable. <laughs> yes, that's, that's and this baby made it through three quarters of the game. We thought we'd just take her in, take some photos, and take her out. Like no, she she was there to hang out. Yeah, being so. raised correctly. Yes. and Right. Yes. This is
1: strong. Add the football games with a champagne glass. So with, don't be don't, appropriate.
0: Don't worry. I got <laughs> specific permission from my sister. When this podcast releases tomorrow, we can post a photo of it on our Instagram. So everybody can kind of get that little dopamine Thursday boost. Thursday yes. joy.
1: Yeah. You need that, man. By the time Thursday rolls around in the week, you need that little spark. Yes. She's going to bring that oh, to us. She's,
0: oh, she's just the best. And she, she, the last thing I'll say is she doesn't really talk yet. She's 21 months, so she's a little like talking, but she will communicate with you. Like she loves to dance, and my parents have speakers in the, in their ceiling, oh, so she'll just weird. point at the speaker and she wants you to turn music on, and then she just like furiously dances, and it's so
2: cute. <laughs> Does she want you to play Taylor Swift?
0: Uh, you know, <laughs> she wants to shake it off. Luckily, <laughs> I I don't even think if she's ever even heard Taylor Swift in her life. So
2: that is,
1: one she's way. so she's blessed. Not been raised, frankly, <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of Taylor Swift, Lauren, go ahead and tell us what we have queued up on today's show. Up on
0: today's Problematic Women, we discussed Taylor Swift's latest album, Red,
1: parentheses,
0: Taylor's version, (laughs) and why Swift's decision to re-record her music is significant. Plus, the jury is deliberating in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Their decision could have broad sweeping effects for everyone in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Plus, we get you ready for Thanksgiving with a few fun holiday stories and cooking tips. And
1: as always, we'll be crowning our Problematic Woman of the Week. Each week on Problematic Women, we sort through the news to find stories that are of particular interest to conservative-leaning or problematic women, those whose views and opinions are often excluded by those on the so-called feminist left. If you are a problematic woman or just someone who supports strong, independent women, please consider
0: supporting us by leaving a review or rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and encouraging others to subscribe. It really does make a difference.
1: All right, let's get to it. Taylor Swift has just released her album, Red, Taylor's version. And in the process, it may have made her a brand or unintentionally made her the latest advocate for free markets. But we're going to discuss that a little bit more in just a moment. The big question is, why is Taylor re-recording her music? She answered that question on Late Night with Seth Meyers last week. But I think that... um... There was there was something that happened years ago where I, um, I made it very clear that I wanted to be able to buy my music. That opportunity was not given to me, and it was sold to somebody else. And so I just figured I was the one who made this music. First, I can just make it again. Yeah. So that's what we're doing.
0: Record labels usually own the rights to the songs of the artists that they are working with. So because Swift did not own the rights to her music... She decided to re-record it so she could own the rights herself.
1: We talked about Taylor Swift's plan to re-record her music a few months ago on the show. And honestly, at that point, I kind of thought, well, uh, okay, this is you know great for her, great for her finances. But I, I was not convinced that the fans would really get that into the same songs, just re-recorded. Uh, but boy, was I wrong. <laughs> there is so much to unpack here. And I think... In talking about all the fanfare over this album, we have to start with the song that is getting the most love and attention, and that is All Too Well, in parentheses, 10-minute version. And yes, it is 10 minutes long if you have not listened. And if you're not a T-Swift fan, you're maybe seeing a red scarf emoji everywhere, people taking pictures in red scarves. If you don't know what that's about, you have the song All Too Well to thank for that
0: left in my scarf there at your sister's house and you still got it in your drawer even now
1: So we brought in our resident Taylor Swift expert and <laughs> Gloria Taylor to uh, talk about this album release. Let's start with this song All Too Well Gloria, you know the backstory to so many of these songs. Like yes. all all good Swifties do. Exactly. <laughs> what what is this backstory to all too well?
2: Yes. So we have to, you know, we can start back in twenty ten. Mm. This could go on for an hour just talking about the backstory <laughs> of this song. But long story short, this song is not even rumored. It is a actual fact that this is about her three month relationship with Jake Gyllenhaal back I think it was two thousand nine. I don't actually know the date, but she was 19 mm-hmm. no, she was 20 she, she was, 20, was 20 yes he was 28 29 significant age difference they had this whirlwind romance there were pictures all over the internet um and then she they break up he says it's because you know you're too young for me she writes this song it comes out it was track 5 on the album for all Swifties as you know track 5 is the like most emotional song of the album it was never released as a single but it caught on with the fans like in a very deep way it's a super emotional song and um, there became this rumor that there was a 10 minute version of it and it's like dang, man, this thing already hits deep. I mean, <laughs> if you have not screamed the lyrics to this when she starts to go into like you call me up again just to break me like a promise and then just start crying, then you, you have not listened to it correctly. But people are thinking, dang, what is 10 minutes of this going to sound like? And mm-hmm. we found out and it was way more piercing than I think everybody – thought possible she goes on to snl and performs the 10 minute version of the song which has literally never been done in the history of forever a 10 minute song and it's incredible it changed my life <laughs> i stayed up not stayed up because it came out at seven but i planned my saturday friday around watching the film that accompanied it mm-hmm. masterfully done she's a creative genius that's what i will say <laughs> and lauren is just shaking her head right
1: now in studio for our our new listeners, Lauren is is not, not what I would call a Taylor Swift yeah, What do you Swift call band? like an
0: anti-Swifty? <laughs> <laughs> depressed.
2: Oh, that's no. If I was depressed,
0: I would like her music.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it helps you heal from the things that happened to you. You know, like if
0: this was her only whirlwind romance that went wrong, I'd be like, okay, that's sad. But that's like her whole motif. <laughs> like, how many whirlwind romances that got sour? A, a lot. A and lot so, for like, Taylor. when there's a pattern, the problem probably isn't the Guy, it's
2: probably oh hot takes okay whoa hot hold takes on takes <laughs> <laughs> There's, a about to break out. just kidding <laughs> so well let, let's talk about this this is actually great in the expanded version of all too well the 10 minute version she has this lyric that says um all's well that's all's well that ends well but i'm in a new hell whenever you double crush my mind talking about reflecting on her relationship with jake jill but if you have listened to the album "Lover," which she wrote about her boyfriend Joe Alwyn, who they've been dating for over three years now, so this one, you know, not three months, not three months. This is this is the, three months. Like I've had like things sitting in my fridge for longer than three months. <laughs> A lot can happen in three months. She's young. She was feeling the. It was all in public. Mm-hmm. I mean, you listen to the song. It is. Mm. It's deep. It cuts deep. But Mm -hmm. then so we get back to the back to the point. This is important. She's in this relationship with Joe Allen for three years. They're totally getting married. If they are not already secretly married, who knows? And the lyric in the song lover, which is about him, is all's well that ends well to end up with you. I mean, come on. What we where we started, how it's ended, let's go. And I think one of the most precious things about this song was at the premiere of the ten minute film, someone asked her about, you know, what it was about and you know, trying to get her to talk about Jake Jalen Hall. And she says, you know, this song isn't really about, you know, what happened ten years ago. We've healed from that obviously, but this is about us and the fans. Like this is our song now. And I think that is so precious. Well,
1: and she's done such a good job of giving fans what, what they, they want. want. Mm-hmm. She is a brilliant businesswoman whether or not you like her music right. she has done such a good job of of marketing herself she says fans wanted more videos they let her know what they wanted more videos of now we have uh the short film for the song all too well it's wild to see the kind of uh, brand endorsement that essentially taylor swift is getting all of these major companies are, are tweeting about the album i i laughed sour patch kids they tweeted uh the other day good morning everyone except jake gyllenhaal <laughs> <I> <laughs> actually where is he i just want to talk <laughs> uh so you know you have uh, starbucks they have a whole drink and, and a cup that they have taylor's version on it they tweeted about it with the red scarf the atlantic is is praising her music it's Really, really wild to see just how really across the board, whether it's media, whether it's these big companies, they are promoting Taylor Swift's music, obviously, because they know it's going to get them um,
2: more customers. Right. Well, not only was it a re-record, we got like... Half a dozen new songs as well. So I feel like I got two albums. You know. <laughs> I'm just crying. It was like Christmas.
0: Yeah, so there was I'm writing. crying,
2: comma. It's like Christmas. <laughs> what is
0: Christmas like at the Taylor Household? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> tears of joy, tears of joy. Yeah, the happy okay. tears,
2: The full, the full mm. spectrum of emotions <laughs> I felt listening to this.
1: But she really is kind of revolutionizing the music industry here mm-hmm. because the fact that she said, "Hey, I want to own my own music," and didn't see another way to do it besides re-recording it. I'm wondering now, are we going to see other artists do this exact same thing
2: who want to own the rights to their songs? I think you will, and I think there's been a lot of news reports about how other artists are starting to include clauses in their contracts and being able to, you know, stand up for themselves on their own two feet on negotiating what these things look like. I mean, no pun intended, but, you know, she's fearlessly (laughs) leading like a huge moment for intellectual property, artist rights, um, et cetera. And I think it will be really cool to see how the industry changes as a result of this. You know, we were talking about this earlier. Obviously, you know, someone could come in and say, oh, well, you know, we need some law from Congress to make sure that artists can own, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. But in reality, so often you see the government 10 years behind whatever is going on. You know, take a look at big tech. The government is, you know, centuries behind what's going on in terms of technology as they are, you know, in the music industry. You saw that when Spotify and streaming became, you know, the new way in people which in the new way in which people were listening to music. Mm -hmm. But yes, it's very cool to see the artist closest to the problem being the one able to put forward that solution. And she's able to do that because of the system, you know, that we have, obviously Mm -hmm. we don't live in completely free markets. That's a whole different conversation, but it's because of, you know, freedom of speech because of these things, she's able to do this. And I think that's really cool. Even though she's not the most conservative. I know. Well, that's (laughs) the
1: thing. Like she's not conservative. She's made that very clear, but this does make me think she is, in many ways, acting as a champion of free markets right now. She yep. she re-recorded her songs and iHeartRadio has now said they any time that she releases a re-recorded song, they will only play that version which obviously is going to make other you know big uh you know big names in music radio stations yep. think about okay are we going to do that too it's creating this really healthy competition that we have in the market of you know the people that still own the rights to original songs mm-hmm. versus now they have competition that they never thought they would have and that's that's taylor's versions of these songs we love when competition
2: leads to ethically sourced taylor <laughs> swift songs being played on the radio <laughs>
1: Might, might be a stretch there to call it ethically sourced, but we'll, we'll give it to you, Gloria. <laughs> so do you all think that we can we can call Taylor Swift a brand now? I mean, is she kind of becoming her own brand with all, all these endorsements and all these companies using her as a way to promote their products? 10,000%. I mean,
0: to be fair, they did the same thing with berries and cream.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you didn't have like... The same like Chips Ahoy, Starbucks, the Atlanta like you didn't have the same level, the multi million dollar deals going down.
0: Well, they just tweeted about it. It's not like they're like paying her for these tweets. They're they're trying to get followers. It's a cultural
2: revolution, is what she's doing. Just like Bears and Cream was, (laughs) but she's so much more than that. The Easter eggs, the alluding to things like it's a she's created her own little universe for her fans, Mm -hmm. and we are happy living in it. I get more
0: hate for my hate of Taylor Swift. <laughs> like Literally, anybody who listens to Problematic Women that I know, they're always like, why'd you hate Taylor today? Like, Taylor's amazing. But I just, she's, we talked a couple weeks ago about the meme where the kid's riding the bicycle and he puts the stick in his own wheel and he flips over. And that's Taylor Swift's life. Like, she, I mean, I think it's great what she did, but she signed the original contract. Like, she found, she empowered herself. She should be celebrating, she, but she plays the victim card. She's just com- always playing the victim, whether it's in her music and and I it just drives me crazy because I'm like, no, Taylor, you are beautiful. Like, you she are talented. You have an amazing life. You get to date these celebrities that all of us would love to date. And then she's like, but I'm just this quirky girl who makes TikToks with my cats and I'm 30. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, we're all quirky girls who makes TikToks with their cats who are 30. like Taylor, you're not special because of this. You're special because you're talented. And she, she just doesn't lean into that. And she's always like... Oh, but this is wrong and this is wrong. Like no, like if you're gonna be this role model that you want to be, be that person,
1: you know. But I think I think I, I think that's why fans love her is yeah. because she presents herself as the quirky girl who everybody is. She she is authentic in a normal way. She's yes.
0: authentically inauthentic. So disagree. <laughs> yeah,
1: you're, I I think this. I mean, obviously, yeah. there, there's a level of, of yeah. performance to right. anyone that, whose life is, is in the limelight. But, I, like, the woman loves cats. Like, that's real. Um, so I, I think there's there's elements of people wanting to follow her so closely, wanting to listen to her music because they can see themselves yes. in her life. And that has made her millions. Has she exploited that intentionally or unintentionally? Yeah, but it's it's working. Okay. And where, yes, maybe there have been moments where she's totally played the victim card i think her actually re-recording her music is her taking ownership
2: and being powerful it is it's in that's exactly what a strong independent woman does what a strong independent woman does <laughs> and it's so cool to see especially as we've kind of grown up with her and it's wild how even specific these lyrics are and you know who they're about i still listen to it and i feel things that i felt you know Twelve, ten, however many years ago this came out, I'm like, like man, I'm, I have been put back into my freshman year of college <laughs> listening to this, but I'm taking ownership of it and I've conquered it just like she has. There you go. All right. Well, we could probably just have do the entire show all day. All day. To be Taylor
1: Swift. But we do have a couple other topics to cover. So up next, we're going to be talking about the Kyle Rittenhouse murder trial. But first, I have a really important announcement. The Daily Signal is currently looking for interns for the spring 2022 internship program. We're also across the Heritage Communications Department looking for interns. So if if you have a passion for journalism or for editing videos or for, for marketing, for media, Please consider applying to the internship program here at the Heritage Foundation. In addition to gaining that real-world work experience in the nation's capital, interns receive policy briefings, they take part in first principal lectures, and you have so many great opportunities to build lasting relationships, lasting friendships with the interns that you are working with side-by-side every day. So the program, it begins January 10th. It ends April 22nd, 2022. It's a 15-week internship in total. If you want to learn more, read about what exactly is involved and apply, you can search for the Heritage Young Leaders Program. Uh, And that first link that pops up, just click on that and you'll have all the information there for how to apply. You can also DM me on Instagram if you want more information.
0: For nearly two weeks now, 18-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse has been on trial for murder. Last year, Rittenhouse shot and killed two people during riots in Kenosha, Wisconsin, following the police shooting of Jacob Blake.
1: Rittenhouse was in Kenosha with a semi-automatic gun, and he was acting essentially as almost like a citizen militia to protect uh, buildings and to keep rioters from burning buildings down, which had been taking place In that in that city during the week. So uh, he got into a confrontation with rioters. There was shouting running and ultimately Rittenhouse winds up falling on the ground. Shots are fired. He shoots through three different people, two of which are killed, and at the time he is 17 years old. So Rittenhouse argues that he acted in self-defense. Last week he testified in his own defense. That's something that is pretty rare in a case like this. So let's take a listen to a portion of his testimony per ABC News.
2: Mr. Rosenbaum throws, at the time, I, I know it's a bag now, but when he threw it at me, um, with the light, it looked silver, and it looked like the chain when he threw it at me. I and then I continue. I, I turn around for for a, about a second while continuing to run, and I point my gun at Mr. Rosenbaum. Does that stop him from chasing you? It does not.
1: So at one point during his testimony, Rittenhouse, he got so, so emotional. It's actually really hard to watch. The judge actually uh, said we're going to take a 10-minute recess so he could gather himself, compose himself. The stakes are really, really high in this trial for everyone involved, of course, for Kyle Rittenhouse himself, um, but also for for the people of Kenosha wondering, are we going to see more rioting break out as a result of the jury's ruling? Now, we don't have a decision as of wednesday afternoon that could actually change any moment um so depending upon when you listen to this podcast there might already be a decision out but um it it's been really really wild really emotional to watch this trial unfold what stood out to you all as you've watched it
2: i think what has been the hardest thing to watch is this is tragic on literally every front the loss of life is tragic Um, The fact you have a now 18-year-old kid who has become the face of the left's, you know, justice by mob movement um, caught in the middle of this is heartbreaking. And the fact you have the president not calling for peace is tragic. And then the fact that this case, you can't say this with certainty, but it it feels so much like the prosecution came forward out of political pressure. It's an argument made by the defense. This is a political case um this is where we are as a society and we're waiting to find out if there's going to be more riots by a trial you know given by media crisis
0: yeah gloria i couldn't agree more it's just it's it's emotional to watch i mean two people did die but i mean the facts are pretty strongly on Rittenhouse's side and then the writing that will come after this so appreciate your insight we will keep an eye on this topic and just our prayers go out to everyone involved in the folks of Kenosha. To end this middle portion of our show, we want to do it a little lighter than that. <laughs> Next week, we won't have a show, so we want to hit it this week. My favorite holiday of the year, runner up to maybe just 4th of July, but I think it's my favorite, Thanksgiving.
2: Woo-hoo! Let's Let's go. Go. Put <laughs>
0: your eating pants on.
2: We're ready. Put those your... stretchy pants on. Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> what is your favorite dish for Thanksgiving.
1: Oh, gosh. It's hard to pick one. I will say there's just nothing like really good mashed potatoes. Mm -hmm. with a lot of butter. And okay, so not everyone likes horseradish, which I totally Mm. get. It's an acquired taste. But about five years ago, my mom tried putting horseradish in the mashed potatoes, and it adds this really nice kick and this great flavor. So we started doing it Every year. So if, if you're a fan of horseradish, I actually highly recommend it. Um, it kind of – it just makes them unique and you taste it. And it's like, oh, that's really interesting. And you can't like right away put your finger on what it is. A little like, spice. so like a little spice, like a nice little kick with the creaminess. Highly recommend.
2: <laughs> See, I have a hard tie between two. It's either mom's okay. stuffing oh. and obviously the way that your mom makes it is obviously the correct way and everyone else is wrong. You know, <laughs> my mom is very southern and she you know does the chicken broth from scratch you know she boils chicken mm. and then you know the, the cornbread from scratch mm-hmm. I hate oh. rosemary we do not put rosemary in the stuffing no 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 really No. oh Mm-mm. I love rosemary so just the way Hope does it is the perfect way and everyone else is wrong
1: is that uh, your mom's name yes Aww, that's cute. a beautiful that's name really, Hope Taylor yes Hope that's Taylor.
2: really cute yes. it sounds like Coach Taylor's wife should have been named <laughs> Yes. my dad thinks he's Coach Taylor all oh, the time probably. he watches it and just, I think he thinks it's him it's really cute <laughs> I love okay. that. and then second time it's a super weird thing we started making a few years ago i think every family has some weird thanksgiving thing that they do and ours is the cranberry salad Mm, and we literally just chop up apples and chop up pineapple and like cranberries not crazy cranberries yeah like like fresh cranberries Yes. Okay. Just, like, finely chopped up, and then you, like, mix it all together and then dump, like, a cup of sugar on it. Ooh. And mm. it's, like, not super sugary. It's very refreshing, and it's light, and it's the only thing that's not, like, I want to throw up because I have ate really so much. Good. It's very I good. I'll give I you the recipe. This. Please do. And I just, like, carry it in a bag and, like, eat it.
0: <laughs> for the record, I'm, like, I have not eaten lunch, and I'm, like, salivating I know. Right I'm now. very
2: hungry. <laughs> oh, and
1: I brought a snack for you, Lauren, and I forgot oh, to give g- it to you. Yeah.
0: The, these <laughs> noon recordings, they, they... – um, <laughs> The, those all sound amazing. Even yeah. though, I mean, horse I'm willing to try it. But I, I mean, I just like like some like buttermilk, some sour cream, Classic. some butter. You know, just like mm. we wrong. make Paula Deen's corn casserole, Ooh. and it's just like a, a cream corn, corn, a box of Jiffy, a box of butter too, uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a Deen, whole stick of butter, it's Paula Deen, yeah, yeah, <laughs>
0: a cup of sour cream, and then you just finish it off with some cheddar cheese. Oh, uh, it's it's so good. Mm. Yes, Lord, it's so good. And actually, so. My mother does I mean, we're we're like a – she listens to podcast, I hope she doesn't get mad that I'm we're like just a stovetop family, like it don't if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But my friend Patty makes stovetop and she adds breakfast sausage to it. Oh. And it's so good. And I'm actually doing really? Thanksgiving with her and I'm so excited. It's so good. And I like Isn't I love really that it's good. like hefty. It's yeah. just like it's a meal in itself and I I love the carbs and the
1: meat. <laughs> oh, it just it's so good. So after you all eat all of the food. Do you go Black Friday shopping? Do you all engage
2: in that in that wild day? I'm afraid of the crowds and the mobs. It makes me stressed. Yeah, it's very stressful. Well, i click it from my computer. Yeah,
1: the online shopping no. is, is the way to go. I'm a
2: team, sure. like opt outside, like go for a hike.
1: <laughs> Which is really what you should do after just yeah. eating carbs all day. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. No, I'm a big fan of uh, – Well, normally I'm in Florida, right? And the weather's just beautiful that time of year. Mm. So we – just put our camping chairs out front and sit outside like dumb rednecks and I just watch that. the cars go by and digest. And it's just that's my favorite. That's part, such a fun tradition. You,
1: you just chat. I love that. So. I love that. How so Thanksgiving much. should be. So good. All right. Well, stay what about tuned. you, Virginia? Huh? You can't get yeah. out of this. Oh wait, what was the question? Do you do you have Black
0: Friday shopping, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> or do you have a good tr- tradition?
1: So Black Friday shopping online. I have certain things that either I buy every year, or I will often wait to buy certain things until Black Friday. Mm. So there's uh, a couple pairs of pants that I have been waiting to buy because they're Thanksgiving. What is this exciting thing? Yeah, pants. it's actually not that exciting. It's like exciting when you're my. age Do, it's still, it's it's Do
0: you still fit in the pants after you get them after Thanksgiving? Um, or does it does take a week you or two. Know, <laughs> he, he's, you know, he's
1: shimmy a little bit. Okay. It's a little shimmy. <laughs> um, and then traditions. So, Food tradition. My family every Thanksgiving for breakfast we do lox and bagels, mm. which started a few years ago. Delicious. Yeah, you just pile everything on top like tomato, onion, uh, chives, and it's it's delicious. Besides so the great. cream
0: cheese and the bagel, I like nothing else <laughs> in that list. But I I can appreciate I can get behind bagels. Yeah how yeah. how refined your palate, your, your collective family's palate is.
1: I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like we are. put to share. Yeah. I <laughs> know. Yeah. Yeah, <we're>, <laughs> can you put more cheese on it? Yeah. Let's, let's add some butter and
2: cheese, please. Mm. <laughs>
1: well, now we also do sweet rolls to a company because mm. not everyone likes lox and bagels. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> we can have some sweet rolls, so. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, up next, we are crowning a problematic woman of the week. Stay tuned. And it stays with our Thanksgiving theme. It's easy to get overwhelmed by the 24-7 news cycle. So if you're looking for a way to keep up with the news that matters, The Daily Signal podcast brings you the top news of the day. Hosts Doug Blair, Rob Louie, and me, Virginia Allen, bring you headlines and interviews with lawmakers, authors, and conservative activists. If you're a conservative who wants to be on top of the news, check out The Daily Signal podcast, available every weekday morning.
0: All right, now it is that time once again, my favorite time of the week, time to crown our problematic woman of the week. The crown goes to Sarah
1: Josepha Hale.
0: Sarah Josepha Hale was a poet who lived from 1788 to 1879. Wow, that's a pretty long life. Yeah. And we, in part, have her to thank for the Thanksgiving holiday. Thanksgiving was originally only a holiday in the Northeast, but Hale made it her mission to have it made into a national holiday. She began writing letters to the president, petitioning him to make a national day of Thanksgiving and praise. After years of asking, finally, President Lincoln listened to Hale's petition and took action. In the middle of the Civil War, President Lincoln created a, a "quote unquote" National Day of Thanksgiving and Praise, which became what we know today as Thanksgiving.
1: I love that so great, and it's awesome that she she essentially has this title of like the mother of Thanksgiving because she recognized we actually need a day to to uh, to thank the Lord, to stop, to pause, to be grateful for what we have. And there's so many different kind of roots and angles with Thanksgiving, of course, going back to the Pilgrims and um, but. Uh, we, we have Sarah Joseph Hale to thank for formally kind of pushing this over the finish line. So we actually all get to have this day to pause and be thankful uh, for, for what we have in our lives.
0: And I love there's something about sharing a meal with someone that is just so it really brings you together. Right. Because you have to sit down for an hour mm-hmm. and you have to get together to cook and and to digest. Yep. And so I love that's what I love about Thanksgiving. It's not just a, a day to remember, but it's a day to, to really come together. So good. All right, Gloria. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. It's always a pleasure. I don't really want to talk about Taylor Swift again, but I want (laughs) you back. So
2: (laughs) You know, when 1989 or Speak Now comes out, who knows what it's going to be. Wait, there's more? Oh, yes. All six albums. Wait, there's – We've got three more in one. Oh, no. This is ongoing. (laughs) I'll be back.
1: (laughs) 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 Thanks, y'all. You're good. Bye, Gloria.
0: Well, and last thing before we go, we received a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, and we wanted to thank – Lindsay Fowler for her kind words. She wrote, quote, I'm a 37 year old conservative mom of three. Wow, well, more. <laughs> Lindsay, you're amazing. Possibly a little older than the show targeted audience and problematic women is becoming one of my favorites. I love the content, the balance of funny and serious, and the hope that it gives me for our country's upcoming generation of women. Keep up what you're doing. I constantly find myself shouting yes every time I listen to your show.
1: Ah. Uh. Thank love you it. so yes. much. We love you. We love getting those those reviews, that feedback. We are so thankful, speaking of Thanksgiving, for our audience for the way that you all uh, engage and let us know what, what you like and what you want to see more of. So thank you so much to all of our listeners. We we love journeying with you every Thursday. Aww. Well, with that, that's going to be it for this week's edition of Problematic Women. So we will not have a show next Thursday because of Thanksgiving, but we do have a special interview-only edition on Tuesday tuesday november 23rd so look out for that i'm super excited for this conversation but enjoy time with your family next thursday have an amazing thanksgiving
0: problematic women is brought to you by more than half a million members of the heritage foundation it is a product of the daily signal produced by lauren evans and virginia allen special thanks to our editor-in-chief katrina trinko We produce problematic women in remembrance of our dear friend and former co-host, Bree Payton.